This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Good morning, everyone. This is Brian um, coming at you again for Revolution Church Minneapolis. Um, So wanting to see how everyone's doing today. We've kind of... um, kind of had a crazy last couple of days here in America. I, I guess, first of all, are we, are we good? Are we live? We're good. Okay, sweet. Just wanted to make sure we're doing all of our audio visual stuff in the appropriate way. Um, I've called Caleb earlier this morning to make sure that we're doing everything right. So I think we're doing everything pretty well. Um, I think my wife's coming home. So welcome. You're, you're live, Amanda. Now, um, thanks for everyone for tuning in. Um, we're at a, another undisclosed location recording. I'm just kidding. We're at my apartment. Um, and it's kind of funny that people have, some people have said like where we're recording is actually not Minneapolis. Last week we were in St. Paul and we're also in St. Paul this week as well. Um, but we'll eventually get to Minneapolis. Um, pretty soon um, with Bryant Lake Bowl coming back and um, hopefully hearing back from them pretty soon. So I'm not going to have a long talk sermon, whatever you want to call it, just because I'm probably like many Americans and many people around the world. Um, and I've just kind of been exhausted, exhausted of everything that's happening politically. Um, you can't watch TV um, any channel, pretty much any news channel, 24-7. It's about the election. It's about uh, Biden and Trump and their VPs and everything like that. Um, so I'm just going to talk a little bit. Um, something that kind of came into my head. We don't have to um, go. I'm not going to go super in-depth, but I just want to um, talk a little bit about what's been on my heart, uh, what's been on my mind. And then if anybody has any um questions um concerns comments whatever just just shoot them out um when we're done curtis is here again and then he'll be our um handy dandy comment uh taker um i want to label this talk what do we do now uh what do we do now uh is a question that kind of came into my head after we've looked at everything that's been happening in our political system here in America. And I know we have other people who listen, who is a part of this Revolution Church Minneapolis community that aren't uh, aren't Americans, but I'm sure you can uh, see it in all, on your news programs and on, on, on all your shows as well. But um, what do we do now uh, is one of those things where we're in a very, as an American and someone who's lived here my whole life in the States, we live in a very divided country. We live in a very, um, unfortunately, red state, blue state kind of differentiation of things. Um, the last four years, we've had someone, a president, who said, who looks at states as, oh, this is a red state, this is a blue state, so on and so forth. And I forgot to record on my uh, H6. So anyway, see, that's another one of those things um, that is some audio technical 
issues on my part. I just want to make sure that this is going. So if someone does listen to this, the first four minutes is not going to be. Um, so I apologize to anyone out there. Uh, that is why I am not the um, technological whiz as Caleb and other people are. So to any of you out there who do listen to this when it comes out on the podcast, I do from the bottom of my heart apologize for for that. And I also apologize if you hear a lot of creaking. Our, we live in a very old apartment with hardwood floors, so it kind of picks up everything. Um, so, yes. So, please, please uh, give us your... Uh, uh, or I should say I'm apologetic on that. So, anyway, getting back to this conversation uh, with what do we do now. Um, as I was saying, we live in a very divisive a divided country in the states right now and it's it's unfortunate that that's happening i've seen a lot of memes coming out um especially um from people who are in canada who are like there was one where a guy's just eating a bag of potato chips and it's snowing outside and he's like everyone looking at america or places from overseas like in england of of saying um you know, how's everything, how's everyone doing out there? You know, do you need a drink? You know, whatever. So we live in a very divided time, um, un- unfortunately, and it breaks my heart, um, not just as an American, but even as someone who's a person of faith. Um, there's, you know, a lot of my, f- you know, a lot of my family, I won't say who for the sake of anonymity, but a lot of my family who I know um, who are Trump supporters or were Trump supporters. So they were very sad that, um, Trump didn't win, um, and then there's a, a many a lot of my f- friends and family who are supporters of Joe Biden and, and VP um, Kamala Harris. So they were very happy. But it's this, and I feel like every time in an American election within politics, we have um, people who are happy, people who are sad, people who don't really put much hope into the system. Um, and I was telling my wife, you know, Amanda, yesterday we were actually watching uh, the, the president-elect and the vice president-elect. You know, um, you know, not just us here in America is watching this, but people all over the world are watching this. Um, and, you know, our election was on Tuesday here in the States, and they didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't call till yesterday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, that who won the election and so for four straight days i feel like most americans who actually were who care about politics who care about any of this stuff we were glued to our tvs you know people were like uh people were like you know i need more coffee i you know my eyes hurt because they've been glued to the tv and it's this constant you know do we hear anything else do we hear anything else whether you watch cnn fox news you know you get you know news you know apps on your phone that were saying it so but kind of thinking about a conversation to have today or this talk, I guess that idea and that theme of where do we go, you know, what do we do now or where do we go now is something that I think, you know, is important to discuss and something important to talk about. And like I said, it's not going to be super long, partly just because my brain is probably like many other people and is completely fried from, uh, from the whole election process. Uh, I've joked with people that my mailbox pretty much since the beginning of September until the election was just littered with either Biden Biden posters or cards or Trump cards and people calling me at every 
hour of the day. Hey, make sure you vote. Who are you, a Democrat or Republican? Blah 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 blah. So that part, I'm happy that that's over. But um, I think the biggest thing what I want to say to people today who are listening is. We as a people in America, not just Americans, but people in general worldwide, is we need to be more unified. We need to be a people who, whether we have our differences or um, or our similarities, we just need to be unified. And I'm not talking about politically. I'm just talking about humans in general. Um, I got into a conversation with some church people that I know, and most of them were, you know, for Biden, most of them were for um, for blue, you know, going blue, and they were so um, what's the word? They were so hurt and frustrated how so many people, you know, seventy million Americans voted for Trump and his pol- or in his his way of doing politics, his way of of, of you know putting laws out there, um, and they were just so frustrated. They were so hurt. They were just you know, in in such grief that they did that. And I can understand their grief a little bit, but at the same time, I wanted to, to say, you know, instead of being so angry and hurt, because at that time there was this, we didn't know who was going to win. Is Biden going to win? Is Trump going to win? So on and so forth. But I, I, just, I, through the whole process, I had this, I don't know, this sense of peace that it's going to work out the way it is. You know, people say, oh, it's how our democracy works. You count the votes, so on and so forth. And that's true. However, um, and I want to make that point that, you know, grieving in this process is completely appropriate. Um, you know, people say, oh, like if you're, if you're a person like Biden won, then we, we have rejoicing. We, we're happy. We're ecstatic. We have joy. We have hope. And then people, you know, the 70 million Americans who didn't, their person didn't get elected, there's going to be time for grieving. And and I want to give space for that, that people have time to grieve. I'm not one of those people who grieve, but I want to make known that that's an appropriate thing to do. Um, but I think we need to be this, we have to have this unified front. We have to have this unity uh, of a people of... Let's put our differences behind us. Let's put our um, disagreements behind us, and let's just treat each other with love, respect, with with dignity, uh, and that's a huge thing. And I've I, with coworkers at work who are big Trumpsters. When Trump got elected his first term, I, w- I, I was I'm not gonna lie, I, w- I was an ass to them. And I was like, how could you do this? How could you vote for that person? Da, 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 da. But then over the years of just talking with them, understanding where they're coming from, knowing why they, uh, why they voted the way they did, I got to know them not as a person who voted for a person that I didn't agree with, but I got to know them as their name, where they're from, who their kids are, what makes them tick as a person, and once you get behind or past their politics, once you get behind who they voted for, there's more to people than that. You know, someone might look at me and say, oh, you know, you're more progressive, you're more liberal. I don't like that. But once you get beyond my views on politics, once you get beyond my views on on those things, there's me. There's the things that make Brian tick. There's the thing that 
of, of who I am as a person. And I think that's, I think that's a, a powerful thing is to look beyond a political party or look beyond if someone is a Republican or is a Democrat, if they're progressive or if they're super conservative. And those are, those are titles that we have that we, we give ourselves that are these titles. And I'm not going to say that those titles are bad or are wrong. That's just humans are. We, humans have to have titles. We have to have these, whether we like it or not, titles are things that make us uh, partly human. Um, but being, yeah, being unified, and I know people are going to say, Brian, I hate that word, unity, unity, people, you know, say that, being unified, you know, whatever. And I'm not going to say, you know, if you're, a, a, whatever your political persuasion is, I'm not trying to tell anybody that they can't be that political persuasion or they can't vote this way or that way. That's not what it's about. My whole, I guess, argument for is to um, be kind to one another find commonalities find find your um your similarities instead of your differences my friend scotty and i um you guys probably have heard me if you listen to sacred collective he was on a, a couple times um me and him are polar opposites in a lot of ways he's he's re- more reformed he's um maybe more moderate to conservative on things and i'm maybe moderate on some things but i'm pretty progressive and liberal but our friendship that we have together is such an amazing thing because we can see past our differences. We know that we have glaring differences within our friendships, within our life. But we move beyond that and we look at the similarities. We look at the strong things that make our friendship work. Um, and it goes so, so, so far beyond you know, these issues are like, oh, are you conservative on this? Are you liberal on this? Are you blah, 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 blah. And to me, I think, and that's why our friendship is so strong after all these years. But I know I personally have extended family who, you know, think I'm probably, you know, going to be burning in the pits of hell because of who I vote for and some of my, you know, out there progressive views. And and that's just sad. That's sad that we live in a culture here in America and I'm sure if any of our listeners from overseas, it might be like that in your country as well. I don't know those political, you know, issues going on in other countries outside of America. But it's been a whirlwind, you know, 72 hours or more of in America within within the whole presidential race of of how the world is looking at Americans, looking at our political system, looking at how we do democracy and you know, I was telling my, you know my wife Amanda. I was like, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, I want to go to bed. It could, it could be three in the afternoon. I'm like, I'm just physically exhausted of listening and hearing and and doing anything politically. And I just want to like go to bed. So yeah, it isn't exhausting mentally, emotionally, even in some ways physically. But the thing that kept coming to my head is we need to be unified we need to have unity regardless of faith religion who you voted for we need to have unity and i'm not i'm i'm not going to say um it's going to be an easy task i'm you know it's not at all but i think the best way we do about that is looking as i said before getting past our differences going and focusing on our similarities Sitting down, breaking bread, I'm not talking about communion, but having a meal, having a drink, 
and saying, hey, you know what, we might be at polar opposites as people politically or even religiously. We might not share the same belief in God or a belief in God, but how can we sit down together and be a more unified people? Because that's one thing, not just politically, but I think as humans that is so divisive is for us just to look at our differences and to be like, oh, he's he's different than me. She's different than me. Oh, he's similar to me. That person's similar to me. And then we just go to that person or those people that are similar to us, and we refuse to look at at uh, those people who are different than us, um, whether religiously or, or on the um, political spectrum, and we refuse to work with them. And I really think that that's sad, and that's a disservice, and that uh, we just, at least as Americans, we need to we need to be better than that. We need to be better. And I try to do that myself. Sometimes I fall into this trap of getting caught up in my own political ideals and my political views. And then, you know, looking at, you know, people on Facebook, friends or family and posting whatever. And I'll you maybe say something to myself like, oh, gosh, that how they're so dumb. Why did they post that? I would never post that on Facebook. But just internally, I'm thinking that. But then this thought keeps coming back to my mind. There's a reason why they believe that. There's a reason why they hold to that view. There's a reason why, for whatever reason, that uh, they think that that's important. And I need to get to that point of trying to understand them. Of of And some of these people are very close to me, are, are actually family members. And I need to get past the, you're different than me, the way we think. We can't be friends. We can't be family. We can't you know, hang out with one another because we're so polar opposites. And I feel that that's the narrative that we've had the last number of years with this last administration. I feel like, unfortunately, that's probably what we're going to have. It's going to flip the other way now this time. But as someone of myself who is a person of faith, I want to say, how do we as people, not just people of faith, but how do we as, as people in general why can't we be kind to one another? Why can't we be loving? And it's a, it's a daily grind for me. Yeah, I, I'll be brutally honest. It's a daily grind for me on 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 wanting to do that. I have to check myself every day to be like, am I going to treat this person with respect that I really disagree with? Or am I going to treat that person with vitriol, with anger, because they don't agree with me? And it, it, it's... Like I said, it's not something that it's going to be you're going to wake up and say, yep, you know, I'm going to, you know, be the greatest person to to all these people. There's going to be times, at least within this, with probably now until this, till the new president gets sworn in. And there's going to be this time, which is a little bit, you know, more than two months. There's going to be a lot of back and forth in the news of just anger, you know, mudslinging, wordslinging, character assassinations on people. And and that's not okay because not only are Americans looking at that, but the rest of the world is looking at that, and they're saying, "Well, you know, America, you're doing for this country that you know preaches unity, to preaches that you can do anything you want. We're pretty bad at it. We're pretty bad at it." And I would say, even as Christians, as someone as myself who is a Christian, we're pretty bad at it. We talk about unity. We talk about solidarity with one another. We talk about acceptance and inclusion, but. We're, we're, we're pretty horseshit on it, a lack of a better phrase. However, I want to give, I would be remiss if I didn't do some sort of uh, scriptural background to kind of prove some of my, some of my reasoning. So the first um, verse I want to read is from Colossians. 
um, chapter 3, verse 14, and that verse says, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And I think that encapsulates it really well. I understand, you know, people might look at me and be like, oh, you're just picking things out of Scripture. Yes, I do know that this was an epistle written to the Church of Colossae. However, um, I think it speaks volumes thousands of years down the road. And, you know, in in chapters in in Scriptures, they'll maybe have like a little theme of what that chapter is about. And it's literally entitled, Put on a New Self. And that makes, to me, that makes sense, that putting on a new self, understanding that maybe some of your old, archaic ways of of understanding things or of treating people needs to die to it, and you need to put on that new way of understanding. I'm not going to get too into, like, Christianese language, because I know a lot of, we're not like a normal church. We know, I know people who listen who aren't Christians, who don't believe in God, and that's great. We love having you part of this community. Um, but I, I do think that scripture just jumps out of the page to me, and it's just, I'll read it again, Colossians 3.14, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And to me, that, that, that word love uh, is a hard word. Love is, we, we throw that around as humans, like, oh, I love this, I love that, I love this person. But we don't understand the intensity of the word love and how uh, love does bring us into perfect harmony. But that perfect harmony is that a goal that we can um, ascertain quickly? I don't know. Uh, probably not. But I do think we should strive towards that, um, try try to strive towards that goal. The other, the other scripture verse I want to read is um, from Ephesians, and that's chapter 2. Oh, actually, just kidding. Ephesians chapter 4, um, 2 through 3. And actually, that's entitled, uh, out of that, Unity in the Body of Christ. And that, in the scripture says, With all human- humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with, a, with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That why what that jumped out to me thinking about unity is whether you believe in the spirit or not is is not important to me. But just with the humility, the gentleness, with patience, bearing again that word love in one another, we can work towards this peace. And I think as as people of faith, and not even people of faith, but just people in general, I think we want to be peaceful to one another. I think we want to have humility to one another. We definitely need to be patient with one another. Because if we're not patient with one another, you know, we have nothing. We, we, we don't. If we don't have patience, if we don't have that kindness to one another, we can't work to, to solidarity. We can't work on, on those things. And like I said previously, these these books, these scripture verses, were not written to us. They were written thousands of years ago to different groups of people in different times and different things that they're going through. But I think it it it, it translates and it and it goes. It's transcendent of time, and I think that's really important and really um, awesome. You know, and just rereading it again in my mind. You know, with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Um, we need that. We need to have that love. We need to have that 
humility with one another. We need to be transparent. We need to um, be kind to one another. That's the biggest thing. Like I said, it's not going to be long. I'm not going to be done quite yet. Um, I know I've only probably been talking for 20 minutes, but I, as I said to Curtis on the way over here picking him up, as I said to my wife, I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. Not just exhausted um, from not getting sleep. I've slept great. I'm just exhausted mentally and emotionally of of um, the whole political process, the whole thing that I've seen unfold in my country the last you know half a week to a week. It, it, it's exhausting. Um, I do want to say one thing I, uh, I thought is really important is I, I if anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge proponent, huge fan of lament. Um, lament is. You'll see that all over Scripture. Lament is something you see, uh, you know, in the Book of Psalms. You see um, sometimes in Proverbs. You you see Jesus throughout the New Testament lamenting. And lamenting can be anything. Lamenting uh, can be swearing. Lament can be writing a poem. Lamenting can be painting. Lament can just be walking in your community wherever and talking to yourself talking to a friend, you know, a, a spouse, it can be whatever, but wherever you fall into how you're feeling about the political um, situation, whether you're an American or Canadian or British or whoever, wherever our listeners are listening from, take a time to lament however you feel. If you're happy, great. You have a joyful lament. Be excited. Be, you know, be joyful, be um, humble in that, but be excited. If you're someone who, you know, your person didn't win, you can lament, you can be frustrated. There's a time to grieve and that's appropriate. Be courteous, be kind, be humble, have that humility that, that, um, to, and like, like I said, to being kind to one another, but lament is something that so often we don't hear about in normal church services. Um, I've talked about it a lot. A lot of sermons I've, I've given over the years have been on lament because lament wasn't really shown to me or talked to me when I was younger growing up in the evangelical world. And for whatever reason, I don't know, because it's littered all throughout scripture uh, of lament, or of being able to lament. But um, how, like I said, however you feel, lament, um, whether you're happy or sad, you know, it's an appropriate thing. You can also use the word grieve. Grieve if you um, need to. That's fine. But I guess my last wrap-up, and then we'll go over some comments or questions, um, and Curtis will say those, is is be kind to one another, everyone. I mean, that's Jay says it too. Um, argue well or disagree well. Um, that's hard to do because we live in a world where we're so divisive. We live in a world where finger pointing is something that we all do, you know, trying to assassinate someone's character or their, who they are. And yeah, sometimes we all fall prey to that. We fall into that. But at the end of the day, we need to be unified as a people. We need to be unified, uh, whether, like, as I said before, religiously or not religiously, American or not an American, you need to care about one another. You know, we're all humans in this life, you know, and 
whether we know what the end goal of humanity is or not is irrelevant, but we just, we have this, we have each other. Uh, we have this togetherness and we just be, need to be kind. We need to have love. We need to be, uh, have humility. We have to have patience, uh, utter to patience. It's not something that's going to work overnight. It's going to take days and weeks and months and maybe years with family, with friends and people. And do I think the whole world's going to, I'm not trying to be this hippy dippy, you know, let's sing Kumbaya and hold hands. No, but this one-on-one interaction with friends, family who are different politically, especially uh, of coming together, um, holding each other in check and, and, and all that, but being kind and humble uh, is, and, and having love for them is the greatest thing that we can, we can have. Um, that's all I have. My brain hurts from this last week. I'm, I'm excited that I actually got through this um, myself just because if I was honest, probably on Wednesday or Thursday, I was like, I don't want to do service, not because I don't think it's important, but just because my mind was fried. But I think I, I turned out something all right. Um, Curtis, do we have any hellos, questions, comments? And uh, I think last yeah. time... Can let people know if, uh, if you can hear Curtis. I think we can. Uh, is this pronounced Zoe? Yep, Zoe. So uh, Zoe says, uh, love and solidarity. Uh, hey, Brian. And Hello, Zoe. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, Scotty said, amen, brother. Oh, hey, Scotty. Thank you. Thank um, you. Love you, man. Kate said that the Brexit vote in the UK also caused a lot of division mm. and agrees with the need for unity and said that uh, she decided to take a news and social media break to just connect with people after the vote occurred. Oh, that's a very good idea. Who said that, Katie or Kate? Kate, Kate, thank you. Yeah, that's great. Um, That's really um, interesting and and important. And I think a lot of people are doing that here in the States. It's kind of like taking the social media Sabbath of just not you know not being on there and i think that's a really good idea maybe taking if you need to if that's your storm form of lament or form of um i don't know of just trying to find that inner peace of of not watching the news being not being on social media but taking that time that you might be on social media or watching the news is trying to connect with family or friends or whoever and and, and doing that that's a really good really good point yeah and then caleb said that this is an important message, especially right now. It can definitely be draining and frustrating when loved ones or family members don't put in any work to hear where we are coming from personally, mm-hmm. but we have to, quote, wash feet uh, by working to meet others where they are at on their terms. Yeah. That's good, Caleb. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard. It's a hard thing, and kind of using that servant mentality of we having to wash feet. Um, I'll be perfectly honest using that metaphor. I don't want to have to do that. Um, <laughs> not physically washing someone's feet, but having to kind of put that mantle on. I was like, yeah, we might disagree. We might be different, but I'm wanting to come to you in grace, in humility. I'm wanting to come to you as a friend or family member, whoever, and, and reaching that commonality, reaching that, um, point of where we can just be with respect one another and be unified with one another. It it is, it is very tough, but 
like I said, something that we need to do. Any more? Are we... Uh, I, I had a couple of things. No, um, sure. Apparently, I'm kind of quiet, so I got to get a little closer. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, unity is a good thing as long as it's uh, people being united around a proper uh, cause, like love or um, peace. But it can be a bad thing if you're uniting under a bad cause. Oh, for sure. And... Uh, I, I definitely think that the verses that you articulated are urging people to go towards the right path instead of the wrong one. But it is true that in the Bible, in the church, and in life in general, there is a tendency to try to separate out like the good people and the bad people. And I think it's a good idea to always be questioning, how do you draw those lines? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the differentiation? And... Uh, to always also be looking at the people that are seen as the outsiders or the bad people and try to find ways in which uh, God is moving in in their lives Mm -hmm. and to try to learn lessons from what's happening there. Like uh, the Samaritan, the Samaritans were deemed to be kind of bad people in Jesus's time, but he was... Uh, quick to use a Samaritan to talk about an example of how to treat people well instead of treating um, treating people well only because of status or something of that sort. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but additionally, I just think that it's extremely important right now that we focus on not having dehumanization, uh, especially the rhetoric that I have seen being used uh on both the left and the right seems to verge on the these people aren't human beings sort of Mm. rhetoric and i think that it's extremely important for us to unify around the idea that human beings are valuable even if they perhaps have bad ideas um humans need to uh treat other human beings like humans, not as animals or not as less than humans. And if you sense that you have patterns of thought that trend towards thinking of people as subhuman, you really need to think about what sort of media you're intaking, um, what sort of uh, inner thoughts you have about other people, because that is not safe and it's not good behavior and... Um, it's easy to get so frustrated that you paint the other side as n- less than human, but that can easily escalate into uh, violent sort of activities. And that's the opposite of peace. So mm-hmm. um, if you see that in friends or family that you have uh, people using language of that sort, uh, you know, if try to appeal to the traditions that they're part of, but if they're part of the Christian tradition, you know, maybe emphasize things like, hey, everyone's a child of God. Uh, You need to treat everybody else properly. And if you disagree, like, uh, like Brian and Jay say, uh, disagree well. So, yeah, that's a really good point, Kurt. Thank you for saying that. Like, we should not dehumanize anyone um, on any political party that they 
adhere to or that they enjoy more than the other. Because once you dehumanize someone, once you take take down their character, uh, you know, don't give them that self worth. And like you said, the, just the word dehumanize, it's a great word. I agree with Curtis the whole way. What kind of media are you watching? What kind of people are you around that makes that okay to do that? So, you know, yeah, uni- unity is, like I said, it's kind of that buzzword for a lot of people, but I think it does play so well is, you know, take time away from social media. Take time away, excuse me, from the news. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to watch the news now for at least a week just because I need to decompress from that. And I'm even going to take time to, you know, have conversations with my loved ones um, um, who might have dis- uh, who might not have voted the same way that I am who or who might not have the same political or just social values that I have. Um, but, yeah, don't dehumanize. Don't be belittle. And like I said, don't character assassinate someone because if you do that, then you're falling into the trap that this divisiveness wants, that the people who want complete and utter um, finger-pointing at one another to say, you're different, you're different, you're different. Yeah, we know we know friends and family who are different than us. That's It's, it's an obvious. But we need to, as people, whether I said as people of faith or people not of faith, we just need to come together in that patience, in that humility, and in that love to disagree well, to argue well. And it's not about getting that person on your side or that other person or you on their side, but it's just coming together and saying, how can we as humans, whether friends or family, spouses or whoever, and just be better people to one another, to be more unified? And that's, I think, what the church needs, whatever the church, however you look at that. And I think that's just what the world needs, no matter what country you you know live in. We, we need that. And it's easier, like I said, it's easier said than done, but we have to put, each and every one of us has to put that, um, the tough, tough work of doing that. Any other comments? Uh, yeah, Kate said that there's, there's always some commonality that can be found however much you disagree on other points. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. There's always definitely some commonality, even with our differing points, as well said. Um, I don't have anything else. I'm surprised it went this long. For for and I like I said, I apologize for um, how how tired or exhausted I was. I've probably watched more cable news in the last three or four days than I probably have in the last year. Um, maybe that's my own part or my own fault and my own guilty pleasure at the same time but we you know i whenever i want to come up with a talk like this politically i always get nervous because i don't want someone to not tune in or they tune out because of whatever reason but thank you to any to all of you guys who have been here live and i'll thank you to anyone who does uh listen to this later when uh it's up on facebook and uh, caleb is working with me to try to get this up and online as well so our listeners can listen to that and um I, you know till next time and i'll say next sunday i'll be better prepared have more audio uh audio or i guess av stuff under my belt you know like i said last week it's a work in progress so thank you for giving me that grace and you know practice makes perfect maybe not perfect but it gets a lot better so 
thank you everyone um be kind to one another love one another um and we'll see you next week bye everyone that was a post-christian podcast